after you, Simon. It's going to be a no from me, Doug. Does that mean you're all going to be really mean to me? No. Except for her? <laughs> Darling, you're doing just great. Randy's kind of nice. You're all right. I'm going to be honest, I've never seen American Idol, so. <gasps> never? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You're, not, you're not missing much. Okay. Are yeah, you more yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a voice kind of girl? Or? I've never seen The Voice. What have you seen? Uh, I watch a lot of true crime documentaries. Okay. Forensic oh, Files. Okay. Ooh, okay. Classic. Like classic. how to get away with murder, that sort of thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Exactly. I'm convinced I could kill someone and get away with it. Do you watch The Office? I do watch The Office. So remember where that episode when Dwight is like the perfect crime? <laughs> That's me. I just sit there. I'm like, yeah, no, I could do it. No problem. And my job is literally professionally to hide dead people. Whoa. Well, yeah. Huh? I'm a funeral director. Okay, What's wait. that oh, about? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you do what? Let's, let's elaborate a little bit on this. <laughs> so funeral director. Yes. Okay. How did you I'm not a professional serial killer. Okay. That sounds like something. Yeah. I didn't have, serial <laughs> I didn't have that question yes. before, but now I kind of now I kind of do now that you bring it up. Okay, so funeral director already an impressive title. Thank you. I'm already impressed. Wow. Um. So funeral director, you you, you what did you hide bodies professionally? Yeah. Yeah. I professionally hide. I mean, they can find the bodies the, afterwards. Yeah, right? but like oh, I hide okay. them in the ground. I hide them. You know. You the in the crematory. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How did you get to be? Oh, did you go to school to be a funeral director? Do they have a funeral director school? They do. Really? Um, yes, they do. It's it's an associate's degree in applied science. You get a degree in mortuary science. Uh, they have one in Connecticut. It's the only one in Connecticut. It used to be Lincoln over in Southington, but they shut down, so Goodwin does it. Wow. No so what made you get involved with that? Or did you have just like a passion for dead people? <laughs> I guess. <know. laughs> okay. I, I don't know what started it. I've wanted to do it since I was nine years old. And a nine-year-old me made that decision, and then it never occurred to me to change my mind. Wow. And here I am. That's pretty what awesome. What was it that you wanted to do? Everything. So in Connecticut, funeral directors do everything. We take people into our care from their place of death. We sit with families. We do embalmings. We set up cremations. We organize the services. We actually do the services. Everything. So was it like the compassion that you wanted to show families? Was it the actual embalming of the bodies? Was it like what, what specific part of the job was what appealed to you? Uh, the, in, in the beginning, it was very much the embalming. I love the human body. I'm really interested in gotcha, science. Okay. And it's a really interesting, cool process. Um, and then as I started to do the job more, I fell more and more in love with being able to meet people kind of on the worst day of their life and do anything I can to make that day easier. Wow. Wow. That's commendable. We talk into microphones. Deep, bro. Right. That's right. deep. Talk about, <laughs> hey... This musician is pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy kid. Have, have you ever had like, because I'm assuming, how many funerals would you say you've done if you had to think? In the two years I've been doing this, uh, over 100. Jeez, people need, over to, 100? People need yeah. to stop dying. People really No, they need don't. To stop I'll dying. be out of a job. Okay. <laughs> Continue dying, please. Excuse Nicole me. needs money. <laughs> I'm Bills. Yeah. Oh, Mortuary school wasn't you, free. Yeah, you just derailed this so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you want her out of a job, and you also want now then you went from her out of a job to no, I want your family members to die. No, well, please no, die. Everybody's everybody thinks Pick about, a lane, dude. Everybody's like, oh, I want to live forever. Well, don't. Don't do don't. it. Please don't. You're gonna ruin the business. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you dear primarily like do you like is it in your hometown? I mean, do you kind of move around? How does this? Where do you operate? Oh right, out? and especially like working with people that you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. So um, 
when you're becoming a funeral director in your last year of school, you have to do an internship for your last semester. I did my internship at a funeral home that actually, um, I went in to make my grandmother's prearrangements as she was dying and I came out with an internship. I've known the people my whole life. They've buried my whole family. Um, and then Whoa. I did. That you- is a wild <laughs> statement, by the way. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That should definitely be on a plaque somewhere. They've buried my whole family. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so afraid. <laughs> but so you get an internship for that. And what is the internship like? The internship, um, you pretty much the only requirements for your internship is you have to embalm 10 bodies. Um, and of course, the if you're somewhere that does a really nice internship, they'll have you on services. They'll have you sitting in when you meet with people. They'll have you sitting in when they're you know working on selling caskets and urns and stuff like that. And that's what I did. Wow. For how long? Uh, it's the last semester of school, so it's an internship. Okay. It's just three months. And then after that, you take a board exam, and then you do a year-long apprenticeship. I did that up in Stanford when I was living in Middletown. And that one, you have to embalm 50 bodies. You pretty much just do everything a funeral director does, except for um, you can't sign death certificates. Hmm, whoa. Or sell people things. What would you Wait. What would you sell them? Like wow. caskets, things like oh, that. Okay. You can't do yeah. an arrangement oh. on your own. Oh, okay. Um, and then after that, you take a state exam, and... You're a real funeral director. Wow. So That's it's incredible. not by any means easy to become. No. It's not like people can take advantage of like a dead body or do you know what I mean? Not like, at all. Not and like... you're highly, every embalming that you do as an intern and as an apprentice has to be supervised by a funeral director. And um, you have to like fill out a bunch of paperwork, figure out who your two people are going to be that can supervise you. And if those people aren't there, you can't do it. Whoa. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get desensitized at all? seeing that or you're just like it's another day on the job (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and uh a lot of people do as the years go on and sometimes you have to take a step back and be like hey this is someone's loved one this isn't just a job this is like something meaningful i'm doing right because you're tired you're hungry I just want to get yeah, done. Wrap it up. Oh, right. <laughs> Jump it up. Literally. Think, Make it happen. mac and cheese in the middle of an embalming, and you're like, no, like this is a sensitive topic. Wow. Uh, I dropped some mac and cheese on your loved one. I'm yeah, sorry. That's that's uh, right. Is that something your supervisor had to tell you? Go like, all right, if you're going to do a mid-embalming food break, <laughs> mac and cheese is the way to go. I just think about mac and cheese probably more than I think about anything else in my life. Wow. Same. Yeah. That's I, I that. <laughs> Jimmy looked great except for the cheese stain on his shoulder. Yeah, that's right. I was kind of weird. I don't remember him eating cheese was his last meal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get that at all. I never realized how unbelievably important funeral directors were until my grandmother passed away last year. And oh my God, it, mm-hmm. it was it was worth uh every penny that the family spent to have this funeral uh done for us. And they really do everything for you. I mean, you guys, you set everything up, you arrange everything, and it makes it so that we could just be emotional. That was it. We could be emotional, and they ask us, when do you want to do this? When do you want to do that? And uh, I think the greatest part is that feeling of, uh, of support from other people who, like, understand their professionals, especially when we're wheeling the coffin into the, uh, into the church, and they say... Well, a lot of people don't realize, like, when it was me and my two cousins, we were the grandsons of, of, of my grandmother, so we were the only ones who were, like, had our hands on the coffin. Even the people from the funeral service told us, we're actually going to lift a majority of the weight so that you guys just have your hands on it. And uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? Nice. Like, that's, because that was the part I was afraid of. I was so paranoid and so anxious about the fact that we're going to have to carry, and yeah. coffins are... Not yeah. like, damn, they're not, yeah. they're they're not damn, light. they're not heavy. Light. Yeah. 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 And they're just, they're massive. And they said, no, you actually don't have to, like, you barely have to 
do anything. It's just you're just there to put your hand on the coffin for the ceremony. And it's I never realized this is why I'm glad you came on the podcast <laughs> after that happened. I yes. never realized until I got firsthand experience. I'm like, wow, this is a really important profession because that's a sucky feeling going through a wake and a funeral. Do, mm -hmm. do you notice when you were kind of going through your associates program? Did you notice supervisors and mentors kind of telling you little little tidbits about funerals, about how people are going to react to their loved ones, how they're going to react differently and, you know, what to do? Like if they're too, too emotional mm -hmm. or if they're being cranky or if they're demanding too much, did you have mentors that kind of guided you through that? Not so much in the emotional way. Like we would get tips like if you're going to wear sunglasses, make sure people can see through them so they can see your eyes, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a weird thing that my uh, our program director had told us. But that really comes with experience, being able to be on such a personal level with people, but also be so removed when they're highly emotional. It's very much a judge as you go type of thing. You sit down with a family and you can kind of gauge what kind of people they are and how they're going to react to certain things. And, you know, if they're the type of person that needs reassurance or just needs to be left alone to feel what they need to feel. Yeah. And, you know, we've had people who have thrown fits. We've had people who have acted like nothing was wrong and you get both sides of the spectrum. You get somewhere in between and it's really a roll with the punches thing. And it's, we do whatever they need. It's not yeah. what we think is appropriate. It's not whatever society thinks is appropriate. It's whatever they need at that moment in time is what's my main goal. Did, mm. did they ever make any requests that you all have to resist? Do you, have, do you, ever, do you ever have to say no to a request for a funeral? The only thing we ever say no to is uh, something illegal or impossible. Okay. So if someone makes a request, I will do everything in my power to make sure that I can, right. I can, do, what's I can do that. What's the most out there, in your opinion, thing that somebody's requested? I'm just curious because I bring think my I, relative <laughs> back to life. <laughs> like, I can't foresee my family ever, you know, asking for anything wild. So I'm just yeah. kind of like in that profession. What what would somebody ask for that would be different? My friends like to ask for some pretty weird stuff. Like what? They want to be made into like human furniture. They want me to make tools out of their bones. Okay, gotcha, I'm like, y'all, gotcha. that's so illegal. My friend told me he wants to be taxidermied. Standing up in the living room, looking like he's gonna fight a bear. And I was like, "That's so that's illegal! Amazing. I can't do that." Like, what is wrong with you people? I've seen one of the. It's I don't know where it was at, but a picture of somebody at their funeral, and it was like they were just sitting in a chair, playing like with sunglasses mm -hmm. on, playing Xbox. And I'm like, "That would never! I've never seen that happen in the United States. Damn. I've never I seen that happen." I don't even know how they would do that. Like you'd have to have someone. You'd have to embalm them sitting up like that, and I can't imagine what kind of task that would be. Yeah, because people, you know, pass away usually lying down, and. They're pretty stiff. You have to, you know, get rid of a lot of that stiffness yourself. But I mean, doing an embalming when someone's laying down is complicated enough. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine having right. someone sitting in a chair and then dressing them and cosmetizing them. Those people uh, are wizards. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. What, what makes it so stiff? What makes the body stiff when it passes away? So when someone passes away, uh, lactic acid, which is the same thing that'll cause like muscle cramps. Oh. Lactic acid builds up in the muscles and it um, it causes them to kind of freeze where they are. And the way that we, what we call breaking rigor, which is we break down the rigor mortis, um, we just bend the body how it would normally bend in real life. We'll bend the wrists back and forth, the fingers, the knees, and that disperses the lactic acid. It's just wow. natural to do. Yeah. So while it feels like they're resisting, it, over time we'll just go back to exactly you bend it a couple times huh. and it's you know it always gives me kind of the creeps where if you if you hold someone by their fingers and bend their wrist back the tendon in their thumb will automatically make it so their thumb 
closes on uh, your hand. Oh. So it feels like they're holding your hand and I'm always like, oh, it's not, this it's special fine, moment. it's fine, it's okay, it's <laughs> yeah. okay. You're good. The only time I've ever found like someone who was deceased was a person who passed away in their car. Mm-hmm. And that was freaky enough. Yeah, not great. Ooh, ooh. Not fantastic. I've never not stumbled upon all. a dead body. Uh, yeah. yeah, not. A, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, Zero goodness. out of 10. But when we tried to grab his wrist, it was like, yeah, <laughs> like work with me here, pal. Sometimes that's me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was not a great feeling. And I just remembered when I called, you know, emergency services and everything like that. They were like, "Oh, did you, you know, give him CPR?" I'm like, "This guy's, this dude's <laughs> stiff. This guy is not. He is gray, oh cold, gosh. and stiff. Extra dead. Extra dead. <laughs> I did not say extra dead, but I kind of wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> In the police report, dead with oh, a capital wow. D. Subject is extra dead. <laughs> extra dead. Do not yeah. rush. So I can just like. I can always remember that feeling of like resistance and like, oh god, oh he's he's not sleeping, he's really not sleeping because it looks yeah. it looks for the most part obviously if they you know went violently for the most part that guy looked like he was sleeping Absolutely. literally just head down eyes closed. So that's what I want to know: is makeup given to everybody? If the family's gonna see them, yes, we we do makeup on everyone when even if they look like they're just sleeping. It because, looks amazing because after yeah. what a day or two, they don't look like they're sleeping anymore. If they're not embalmed, they will start to decompose pretty quickly. Okay, um, not like they're gonna be heavily decomposed <laughs> a pile in of two goo. days. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it, you know, the embalming process does it firms up the tissues. It'll restore a little bit of color to their face, but they'll always be much more pale than they're supposed to. There'll always be a little bit of discoloration. So the makeup is just to bring them back. You know, we have families bringing photos. If they have their own makeup, we have them bringing their own makeup. Oh, and okay. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if, like, for example, like, I know some makeup artists, mm-hmm. like, straight up, like, who does their makeup, like, to their full-on face, because mm-hmm. that's what they would normally look like like yeah. what happens if they died in their sleep and their makeup wasn't on like who who does that <laughs> make sure you yeah. give me yeah. a contour yes no way I so would do it. is that part of the schooling do they teach you how to do cosmetology like yes so we have whoa. we had a class called restorative whoa. art really where we get a plastic skull and we have to use what's called mortuary wax which is how we sometimes fill in wounds we can use it on lips to make them look smoother uh, we had to use mortuary wax to build a face off of that skull because it teaches you how to restore noses say someone was in an accident or ears or cheekbones eyes chin wow. the whole face we had to build a face and then we had to cosmetize it holy shit damn like the I winged eyeliner <laughs> like so there's guys in your class who are putting on the mascara and they're Doing Absolutely. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure she has. Make sure she has wings. Found, dudes, dudes, dudes got to learn Always. sometime. Always. Okay, you do the foundation first, learn and then you do like wow. Do they have like yeah. setting powder? It's like normal. I didn't know how to do my own makeup on my face until I was probably about six months into my apprenticeship, Whoa. where I was like, oh, I can just do this on me. <laughs> and I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, yeah. that's really interesting because yeah. I've always Whoa. wondered that because again, like there's certain women out there who are like known for like having their face a special way or they mm-hmm. want their eyebrows done this way and <laughs> yeah, like right. and then again like what if you die like when you're not full face we get a picture from the family okay right? yeah and then we do our best be to pissed. recreate it yeah exactly i'm the only person that can do my grandfather's hair when he passes because it's really specific and i was like oh. i don't trust anyone else okay and do we you have all- family members that will come in and do the makeup if they want to really if they want to do the hair we're more and happy to facilitate and that. that's like a environment where somebody from like the public can come in like well not the public but you know obviously yeah. like a family member they can come in and really mm-hmm. that's i wouldn't that's have never amazing thought. Yeah. yeah it is incredible some of the stuff that they're able to do and some of the stuff yeah. that they're able to pull off like when i've seen some open caskets where it's like they went 
pretty violently yeah. and the way that they were able to bring them back and just make it look like oh they're just like asleep in the cat it, it's it truly is like unbelievable and that's got to be good closure for the family too like he's not a pile of goo he's exactly. like actually like this yeah. is how you want to remember him because a lot of people have that fear of like oh this is how i'm going to be remembered this like ugly displayed corpse mm-hmm. just like in a casket but no like it's incredible what you're able to do so and that's the big part of this job is a lot of times when people pass even if it wasn't violently say they were sick for a long time they had cancer the last time you see them alive and last time you say goodbye they're sickly looking sometimes mm-hmm. they're you know full of tubes or they have dementia they don't really know what's going on and i can with the embalming process and making someone look their best i can give them that final peaceful goodbye mm. and like yeah. that's really important to me yeah, that is wow. nice. So there is a there is a moral, you know, kindness side to it, you know, because you have an understanding that's such an emotional, uh, that's such an emotional time. My grandmother requested a closed casket, casket though, because she's an older classic Italian woman, a very sassy older classic Italian woman. She goes like, I don't want people staring at me, okay? That's literally what she told my mom. She was like, I don't want everybody staring at me. And that's literally why she wanted a closed casket. Not for any emotional reason, just... Oh, that's completely valid. I don't want to. I don't want people looking at me. Yeah. I always joke because we have really strict identification procedures too. We have to have tags and things like that. And I always tell my coworkers, I'm like, if I die, I'm like, don't check the ID. Assume it's me in there. I don't want any of you to see me. Just put me in the crematory. Like I don't want. I don't want anyone looking at me. Which I have to ask one more question. I'm so curious about this. Do you get <laughs> cremated with your clothes on? If you'd like to. So some families will bring in a full suit. Some families will bring in pajamas. Some families um, really? don't bring anything in. Wow, and, wow this yep. is so wild this to me. blowing my I mind. I had, no, it, honestly, I had no idea. Now, but yeah. Listen, I spent money on that game. Gucci belt and it's going with <laughs> right, me to heaven. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm being crazy with my docs. That nice. actually makes That's sense. Dogs are really nice. Yeah. So you straight up have shipped somebody into the crematory with like diamonds on them. Has Some that ever happened? Some people have had... Um, wedding rings things like that we can't really put a lot of metal in the crematory it melts or i was gonna say does it spit back out no. like no 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 like no. a coin machine when that coin doesn't work you know what i mean i don't know yeah. it'll melt and it can mess up some of our processing machines after a lot of times what we'll do is we'll take the jewelry and we'll place it in with the cremated remains after if they really want to be cremated with the jewelry on we're more than happy to facilitate it though. okay wow yeah. oh gosh yeah. <laughs> again like this is your everyday life and like yeah. for me i just i just it's never even crossed my mind yeah. is it kind but, of is the crematory kind of like how they display it in the movies with the big iron door and no not at all they shove the body in like anything like that how does it how is it actually work in comparison to like what you've seen on movies and tv and everything like that so our crematory is built into a wall um, and it's got two steel doors and they, they, the doors are automated. They lift up and down. And when you look inside, you can see the retort. That's what the inside of the crematory is. The crematorium is called. Um, that's the part that has the heat in the, the flame. Mm-hmm. And it's, it almost looks like concrete on the inside. And we have a machine that will help us lift the cremation container with the decedent up. We push them in and then we close the door. Hmm. It's it's Damn. it's not spooky or anything like that. It's very right. well lit. Like families can come and they can watch the cremation Whoa. happen. Oh, see, like what? I never honestly yeah. thought the family was allowed to be involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was very like we'll take it from here. Yeah, yeah. no, families are are encouraged to be as as involved or as uninvolved with Whoa. the process as, huh. as they're comfortable with. Whoa, huh? So I I'm assuming you've seen a couple cremations go down. Yes. Yeah. Is it like? How does the process go? Is it just like you turn the heat on and poof, dust? <laughs> or how is it just like a, sl- I don't know how hot it gets. Do they I'm play assuming. requested music during right. the process? Right. Everybody I would if someone asked. Now. Yeah. What would, you, what would you play if you were going to be cremated? For me? Yeah. It would have to be some kind of like really rowdy folk punk. 
That is incredibly Just fascinating. Just like not banjos and yes. people screaming. Okay. <laughs> That's right. what I want. It's what you would have wanted. <laughs> and now it's on the record, so they have to do it. Right. Yeah, right. they really have it's to do true. it. That's now actually smart. We should put it on the record, what song we would want to get cremated to. Please. You know? Oh, man. Now I'm just thinking about what the song I would want. Christian, I mean, I would do, I would do Gangster's Paradise. Not even because I like that song, oh. but I just think it would be funny. If I don't mind the song, but I think it would be funny if I was cremated to get a 20 second intro right there. That's right. I, I could talk you up real good, Christian. Yeah, in this right. Hit the post and everything for you. Yeah, that would actually do a radio break as art. <laughs> that would be it. That would be your that would it's be your dream scenario. Yeah, that's what you would have wanted. Hit the oh, post man. and everything. Yeah, this, everybody down. starts crying as soon as oh, you hit the post. I got it. I got mine. Yeah. Temperature, Sean Paul. Oh, that's a real party song. There you yeah, go. That is. Absolutely. Hey, that is. Does it take like a short amount of time? Is it like a little length of one song or is no, it like a day? Or? Uh, it's between two to two and a half hours. Oh, um, Jesus. Sometimes Whoa. longer if the person was bigger or if they're being cremated in a casket. We need a whole playlist. Yeah, we need a playlist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is yep. it like, because you just said like if they're bigger, it would take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Like has like everyone like fits in it, right? Like, like or do you have to have like a... Is as it a one size fit all kind of thing? As far as I know, I don't. I've never come across a situation where someone couldn't fit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't yeah, do it. Like, I hope that everyone would fit. Yeah, right. right. You can't do it like a part at a time. Like first the head, no, then the torso. No. We do our best to keep. We do our best to keep everyone just complete. <laughs> <laughs> you hear all these horror stories where like they had to break his legs. Oh they have to break gosh. their teeth to close them. We don't do that. Yeah. I do my best to. I've never broken anything and I would prefer to not. It would probably make me get sick. Wow. No, thank you. We, we keep you intact. We're very respectful. Yeah, that's right. And then when, oh well, okay, so say the, two and a half hours, ding, the toaster's ready. Yeah. So oh what do you... Is there a dinger? Like, yeah. Like, is there an alarm is there that like, goes off? you know off? when the laundry machine goes off and it makes that sound? Do you get confused if you guys were also making cookies at the time and then the dinger goes off? And, 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 and the often get mixed up. No. Oh. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to make I'm going to be 100% honest. Sensitive. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I was kind of hoping you would say yes. Where no. you guys have to sometimes decide, like, are the cookies done or the dude we just burned? I don't, uh, I should never be a funeral director. Anyway. <laughs> anything you say regarding this, we will take as pure fact. Just oh, to totally. let you know. Totally. If you were just like, yeah, we do it like three at a time. We stack them up in case we're busy. Oh, like, no. 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 I'd like that to go on the record. We do not do that. We do not do that. Yeah. Very my job. Yeah. Uh, a little few more ashes in this one. They paid yeah. a little bit more. No, it's, I still it's, it's, in, terms of, in terms of Hollywood, like, have you ever seen The Big Lebowski, for example? Oh. Yes. Yeah, yes. At, at the end where he's where he, where he puts it. Do you guys ever let somebody, like, if they don't want to do the, would that scenario ever play out in real life where if somebody says you know what we don't want to pay for the urn so we're going to put him in a, a coffee can and then just release him into the can that ha- is that legal absolutely you are under no obligation to ever buy an urn we've had people we had a gentleman who was a stonemason and he made his mom this beautiful marble urn and she collected these uh these elephant figurines he cut them in half he put them on her urn it was the urn had to weigh like 45 pounds but it was beautiful we've had people use old uh the old aluminum milk boxes Mm -hmm. for someone's cremated remains we've had people make their own we've had people just not get an urn because they didn't want one and they they knew they were going to scatter the cremated remains Put in, them a, in, a, a in a coffee sandwich can. baggie yeah. well um so when, when, when they come from the crematory <laughs> they're in a bag by. that's in a cardboard box Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. One All of right. the weirdest things I've ever encountered is when we were cleaning out my great aunt's 
condo. It was kind of like an estate sale. Like you can go in and take what you want and stuff like that. And there was a desk, a big desk. And there was an envelope in the desk while we were cleaning out the drawers and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, it's an envelope. And I shook it and it kind of made like a sound. And I'm like, oh, maracas. All right, let's go. Turn it over. Father and mother, date of birth, date of death. Like that to me was like. It was a people maraca. It was a people maraca. Oh, no. It's what they would have wanted. But like, is that, can you, can you mail like that sort of thing or how does that you don't I mean, ship human remains and you can ashes cremated remains. really so you have to ship them a certain way at the post office and there's stickers that say cremated remains on them we obviously get tracking that type of thing okay <laughs> is it perishable not anymore <laughs> it did well it's funny because we, we obviously tell them you know this is cremated remains and we have the stickers on and then they'll be like so is there anything perishable flammable and I'm like you know what's in it <laughs> Like, this I can't answer these questions. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. 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 This is wild. Oh, my I, God. I had no idea that they actually, like, cremated people with their clothes on. I always assumed everybody was just, like, straight up naked. Like, what if, like, these aren't the pants that I want to get burned in? <laughs> like, gosh, you got to always make I mean, sure that you, you have, like, an outfit predetermined. If you had to choose, though, would it be, what kind of, yoga pants? I straight up thought it was naked. Yeah, you that's like I, legitimately I, want, I came into the world naked. I want to go out. That's naked. the belief some people have, and we're happy to send you in there naked. But some family members want to bring clothes. You hear that, Alyssa? They're happy to send you in there naked. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I just I, and see, and I don't even know. I heard what I'm all about is when I die, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. Mm. I want it to be over with. As like, just I don't want anyone to have to deal with it. I don't want the money to ever be a thing. And that mm. is like my biggest stress. Like, oh my gosh, if I die tomorrow, like funerals cost a lot of money. They do. That's what I've been told. I mean, I mm. have yet to experience going through, you know, meeting with somebody like you and stuff. <laughs> and so I, that's why all these questions are so fascinating to me. But um, yeah, no, I just... I didn't want to spend have or I don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't want my pe- family or my parents to have to spend a lot of money. And my husband, my gosh, like that would just be the worst. So I thought I would want to be get cremated because I heard it's cheaper. It is, um, you know, depending on the services that you do and that type of thing, or if you choose to not have services at all, it can be definitely more cost effective option. And I always tell people, well, we every funeral home will never balk at you for prearranging which is going and sitting down before you do pass and you can, you know, set away funds for that. You can tell them exactly what you want. So then they have it on file. So like your family isn't going, well, did she want services? Did she not? They just, they know. I wanted calling hours. I wanted these prayer cards. Somebody my age has done stuff like that. You've met with people really. Well, I'm not a prearrangement director. Oh, okay. But, um, I mean, people of all ages do it. I'll do it as soon as I can. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I guess, yeah. again, like, <laughs> thought about it, but it's yeah. like, yeah, I guess it's a thing. I like, mean, especially people, you know, our age, younger, you don't think about passing away yeah. Yeah. as much. I mean, most people don't think about dying as much as I do. <laughs> 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 well, your job kind of requires you to think about it. At You're least. desensitized to yeah. it at this point. Like, yeah. Yep. There you go. Kind of happens. <laughs> I think you might be one of our most fascinating guests. Oh, no. That's yeah. a funeral <laughs> that's director, a roller derby athlete. <laughs> I don't... How... Are how are you a person? That is my biggest question. <laughs> that is a compliment, by the way. That is a complimentary time. question. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I mean, how? So you, your funeral director? How did you get into roller derby? I mean, how does how does do those two things link up? Did you meet a friend through being a funeral director who introduced you to roller derby, or is it just something you know you've always wanted to do? So I played ice hockey when I was younger, um, and I really liked hitting. That was like all I did. I was a defenseman. 
I probably had two minutes total in the five years I played where the puck was on my stick. I'd be like, nope, I just want to hit people. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I always talked about how I wanted to do roller derby. I didn't even know it was in Connecticut. I didn't know anyone who did it. I was seeing someone and I just, in a passing thought, was like, oh yeah, roller derby would be cool. Mm-hmm. And he actually knew someone who's on my roller derby team. Uh, her name's Mags. And he was like, you should talk to this girl. She's fantastic. Um, she knows about roller derby and I was like, whoa, I didn't even know there was a thing. Like, we'll see. I spoke with her, I think less than a week later. I tried out. I'd never been on roller skates. You had never been on roller skates? Nope. You never. How long wow. did that take to... Ice, ice skating is actually very similar to roller skating. So okay. I was, I was pretty... Pretty quick picked on the comeback. Picked it up quick. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty similar. Kind of natural skating ability, which helped a little bit. Yeah. So, what was your reaction to all of a sudden, you know, less than a week, all of a sudden you're on a roller derby team, everything's good. What? How do you even react to that? You, you know, wake up with some, bruises, right? Oh, I mean, I'm clumsy, <laughs> so I wake up with bruises anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't, it was a pretty impulsive decision, so I just I kind of rolled the punches. I was like, well, this is my life now. I guess I should go buy some roller skates and some knee pads. Wow. <laughs> is that how is that how it works you just after you audition you have to go out buy the gear and then you just start in your in your games or is, is it's called a match uh it's I called about about mm-hmm. okay oh it's that's a, fucking badass yeah, right? yeah that is badass. Badass. Yeah, that's right it's a longer process than that you try out and you um you make the league mm-hmm. and then we do a rookie program where we teach you all of the basic necessities. We teach you how to fall correctly. We teach you how to skate, how to skate backwards, how to do crossovers, how to hit mm-hmm. in a safe and legal way within the game. Um, you know, we teach you how to fall small so you don't get rolled over, run over. And we do everything we can before you actually try out for any of our travel teams to make sure that you are as safe as possible for yourself and others around you mm-hmm. and that you're going to be able to actually play the game and enjoy it. And then, you know, after your rookie period, you have to pass a series of evaluations that all of us have to pass every year anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. once you do that, you can try out for one of our um, travel leagues. Is it So it's a physically dangerous game then? Something where you could get pretty badly hurt, I'm, I'm imagining. It's a, it's a physical game. It's, yeah. you know, the, the main way that you do anything you have to do in derby is with your body, is putting your body in front of someone or, you know, checking someone or doing a body hit, things mm-hmm. like that. Wow. Things in high, ice hockey that only happen once every, you know. Three minutes. Three yeah. minutes. No, no. <laughs> well, in hockey, I feel like it doesn't happen that, that often. No, a lot of that's puck handling, and that's why I was a good defenseman because all I wanted to do was hit people. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so this was the right sport. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It was. It's everything that I liked about hockey and none of the hand-eye coordination I didn't like. Right. Now, recently, I learned about roller derby Actually, probably about two years ago now. I had so I, my foot was broken at the time, but I had known somebody through somebody who did roller derby, and they're like, "You should come out." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like, I'm interested for sure." And I just I didn't know the first thing about roller derby, like you like you said, you didn't know it was in the state. Like I just yeah, I didn't even think twice about it. Like oh, it's just something that happens like in movies once every ten yes. years, and uh-huh. like you know, I was just, it was just like a passing scene, and mm-hmm. like girls mm-hmm. they elbow each other, and then like guys are like, yeah, and then like, and then that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, but I'm like, yeah. there's, there's got to be more to it. And then, like, somebody gave me, like, a quick, like, I don't know, like, two-minute synopsis of, like, what is actually happening. And I'm like, well, this is totally different than I thought it was. Absolutely. A yeah. lot of people's preconceived notions about roller derby are very far off because of movies and because of 
you know, traditional roller derby that was a bank track that was, you know, what made roller derby popular way back in the day is very different than today's roller derby. So do you have like a two minute synopsis to like kind of give everyone like yeah. an overview of like what roller derby is like to you? Absolutely. So like how the game is played? Yeah. Like yeah. what's about like, like how does it start? What is well, yeah. it? Where, like, do you guys count There's up so to a certain amount of points? Yeah, right. Are you like four <laughs> rounds? Are, is the goal to just like push somebody out? Do or you is charge it, like, at each other? Like, how, how does do you, that yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. So there's two halves. Um, they're both 25 minutes, if I'm correct. If I get any of this wrong, I'm worried my league is going to hate me. <laughs> 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 they're all angels. But so uh, there's two halves in each game. They're about 25 minutes long, if I'm correct. Um, and how the beginning of a jam starts. So a jam can either be two minutes or for however long the lead jammer mm -hmm. wants it to be. And I'll explain that. Mm -hmm. So at the very beginning of a jam, you have we have two lines, and they're, I'd say, about 40 feet apart, maybe. And between that, there are four blockers from each team mm -hmm. between those two lines. And then behind the back line, what we call the jam line, uh, there are two jammers, one from each team. The whistle blows. The jammers both try to as hard as they can to get through. And then your blockers' goals are to block the opposing jammer while helping you get through. Mm -hmm. So the first jammer that gets out of the pack of that little um, eight people group. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The, the pack is defined as the largest group of people within 10 feet of each other. So the first person to the first jammer to get out of the pack is called lead jammer. Mm -hmm. And the lead jammer can stop the jam at any time. Um, so then you go out and you, you don't earn any points on that first pass. Then when you come around on your second pass, you start to earn points. So then you get a point for every member of the opposing team that you pass minus the opposing jammer. Wow, I need it's, to take. It's I an need to take insanely <laughs> intense I'm so, it's really version. Complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's an insanely. Uh, but once you more... watch it once or twice, it you immediately are like, oh, yes. uh -huh. it's, it's the professional Red Rover. <laughs> yes, Red Rover. Yes. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> professional high grades. You know, that's oh my god, mm -hmm. that's madness. And we have strict rules about hitting and what is legal and what is not. It's not yeah. like old school roller derby where you could punch someone in the face or elbow them. You know, right. you're only allowed to hit between the t-shirt and shorts area and you can't hit between the bra straps. So you can't hit anyone's spine. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very much using your your body. You're catching people. You know, there's a lot less big hits than yeah. you'd imagine. It's a lot more catching and stopping and slowing down. Right. So it's, it's almost a little bit like a, a linebacker where mm -hmm. essentially you're just, you're you're pushing up against another force yeah. trying to get past them. Like as a yeah. jammer, a lot of times I'm pushing up against three people doing their best to stop me or kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get wow. really that intense? You you kind of, uh, not, not not necessarily fear for your life, but almost when you, that the adrenaline starts pumping so much. Oh yeah. Think it, yeah. I mean, I'll get, you come out of a game a lot of times, or personally I do, I'll come out of a game a lot and I'll have bumps and bruises everyone. I, I don't remember getting them because you're, especially as a jammer, I think, because I'm not a blocker. That's really not my expertise. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm more of a jammer. Um, you're going, you're pushing, and my only goal, and your only goal is to just get through as however you can. Yeah. So then you come out of that and you're like, oh crap, like she scratched me. You know, I have a giant bruise on my leg. Like, where did all this come from? You don't even remember. We call it Jamnesia. Jamnesia. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds like the great name of a psychedelic band. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing Woodstock 50. Yeah, they are. They forgot that they it was forgot. canceled, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of the band. What is the uh, shit talk factor like? Is there a lot of shit talking or no? No, uh, really? we're all really respectful. Every game is played like we're as clean as possible. Most of the penalties that happen happen by accident, mm -hmm. um, and we really don't shit talk much. We're actually we're always nice. I'll go up on the jam line. The other jam will be next to me. We'll be like, "Hey, how you doing? Oh my god, I love your makeup. You look so cute. Like we're gonna kill it." <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have That's like awesome. many conversations. It, it's a 
it's not as it's we've there's a lot of teams in the country and in the world but it's a small community and we're mm -hmm. all very close and sometimes you'll have a team that's not as nice as they could be but overall it's very much camaraderie even though we're opponents we're all very proud of each other and how we do and Wow. I noticed Damn. the community yeah. that you had said, yeah. at least at the small amount of times that I've been to their bouts and mm -hmm. stuff. It's like they have like off on the side, like uh, like fundraisers where you can get like the made cookies and like yeah. Rice Krispie treats and even like T-shirts and like merch and stuff. Mm -hmm. And or, or you could buy like a chair for yeah. like two dollars. Yes. So that way you could <laughs> sit on the side of the the roller that's awesome. and stuff. Yeah, I, th I mean, I thought like the community, I'm like, this so behind this. Like Absolutely. I really liked seeing how into it that everybody else was. And it was just like a fun atmosphere because, and I felt like so, like they wanted me to learn and, yes. and to be a part of it and to, to grow it and everything. And, and I just, I if it wasn't such a commitment, I would be on the team too. <laughs> I was going to say, we should go to one of these. What's Absolutely. What's the, next game? the next game is this next weekend. It's uh, Saturday, May 11th. Okay. And we have our games at InSports in Trumbull. Uh, it's on Trefoil Drive, and uh, we have our we have two games in our bouts. We have the A team plays first, so doors open at five, and the first whistles at six, and then the B team will play um, afterwards, usually around seven. Um, and we're playing Main Roller Derby. Let's do this. I want to go to. It takes this. like yeah. what an hour for one this. whole game. You said two twenty five minute half, like half. Yeah, so an hour with um with penalties and timeouts and stuff. It's usually an hour, hour and twenty. Gotcha. Now, are you on Mag's team, Yankee uh, Yankee Brutals? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the Yankee Brutals. Yeah. How and then do, we have do, our A team, the All Stars. Oh, very nice. I mean, the it's just such a badass sport, and I'm so fascinated by you know how it was done and how it's. Was there a point where it started to, you know, come around and become popular or did it kind of just drop in America and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to do it, you know, uh, a roller derby essentially. Yeah. yeah. So traditional old school like bank track roller derby got popular on TV. You know, I, I don't know too much about roller derby history, but I get people, especially older people at work and things like that. I tell them I'm playing roller derby and they go, oh my gosh, I used to watch it on TV when I was a kid. My mm -hmm. mom loved it. You know, it was really popular. And now nowadays it goes kind of through waves where last year our first bout of the year had had to have almost 500 people. Whoa. And then this year we had probably about 115. It'll go through waves and thing and you know some years we have crazy good attendance, some years there's not so much and you know there's always that group of people though that's at every single game and even people that aren't necessarily players friends or in their family, there's just people that love the sport and will live and die by bouts. Yeah. Do you guys have a big fan base your team specifically? The Yankee, I like to think we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the All Stars are are amazing players, and they're you know really serious about it, and they're they're ranked in the division. Mm -hmm. Last year we were one hundredth in the, oh no, world or country? World. We we're one hundredth in the world. Ooh. The A team is amazing, and and the B team. It's not so much about rankings and stuff like that. You know, we try really hard, and we we you know blood, sweat, and tears go into this to try to play the best games that we can. But it's it's all about fun. Really. Yeah. So we have yeah. our mascot. Someone dresses up in a big old eagle costume. I was the mascot before I officially made the Yankee Brutals. And you call and you do cartwheels and get people involved. Yeah, huh. that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, with the B team and the All Stars, is there like a do you get players switching from each side or how does that go? Do you get moved up or moved down or how? Yeah, like, like in baseball league. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you get moved up if somebody say somebody gets like hurt or something? Do you mm -hmm. have somebody from that B team be like, hey, you just got called up, you're on the All Stars now? Like, is there a process like that, like in the major sport? Yeah, kind of things. So it's more you try out for whichever team like you think you're best suited for. So I try out for the Yankee Brutals because I'm nowhere near the power and grace and talent of 
those amazing skaters on the, <laughs> on the all-stars um but we have a we have a much bigger team roster than we do than what we actually roster for games mm -hmm. so we'll always have alternates um okay. where if someone gets hurt as long as it's before i think first whistle um you got somebody on the bench basically. we can throw someone yeah. in yep yeah. and um with the with our b team if we're low skaters or we have people who can't make it to games we will borrow from the a team okay mm -hmm. interesting because I didn't know if it was like, hey, you're getting the call, kid. You're getting called up. I didn't know if it was like that. Does anybody use that accent? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they should. I'm yes, telling you. Absolutely. Yeah, they should. Throw in the towel, you're kid. You're going to the big time, kid. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. What's your derby name? Morticia Radams. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. And when I say no, I mean yes. Come on. That's, That's perfect. beautiful. Perfect, Morticia yeah. Adams. Yeah, Radams. Radams. Like Rad. Get it right. Rad. Oh, okay. Radams. <laughs> I thought you meant Adams like as an Adams family. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a little nod Radams. to Morticia Adams, but Morticia it's, Ad it's Rad. Radams. Okay. I can almost I hear the awesome. sweet guitar riff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the names always go so well. Like it, it, They're always so fitting. I feel like... It's like when you're when I imagine like you're a band you're like trying to come up with the perfect album name or yeah. whatever, right? But like yeah. you can't just settle on any old thing. Like no. nobody in roller derby that I've met is like, oh yeah, we just like pick this name. No, everyone's yeah. like, this is my name yes. and it's the best name <laughs> and it's mine and you can't have it. They're all very awesome. personal. They're always yeah. tied in yeah, your life. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's great. We have some great names on on the league. We have like puke Skywalker. <laughs> Especially since are they like a skydiver for a living or something? No, like, she's, like, she's just Skywalker. Awesome are you loves, kidding me? No, like puke, Star Wars. Like no puke, like puking. Yeah, I got okay. it. I understood. I understood you. <laughs> All right, sorry. What were you saying? No, she's she's just awesome and she loves Star Wars. So oh, it works. okay. Yeah. You know, we have Smackadamia Nut Cookie. Nice. We have some a we baker. Have some, yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These are all and their I'm professions. Stretching, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stretching. Well, and then we have um, Sin and Sonic, and her her number is. Um, oh, she's gonna kill me if I get this wrong. I think her number is the sound barrier or the speed of light. So okay. and she's an Holy she's shit. an audio engineer. So it, oh, it works. Ooh, that's awesome. that sounds like very that. interesting yeah. to me. <laughs> so it, yeah. a lot of some of the things are really personal. Like my number is two fifteen. There's an index of formaldehyde that's twenty one point five. Mm. which is like a strength type of thing. So, okay. yeah. so that's a big part of the it's culture is the yeah. naming and mm -hmm. the and the branding of everything. Exactly. It's kind of yeah. like your um, alter ego. Does it? Does your somebody else give you the nickname or do you come up with it on your own? Sometimes you're given a nickname. Okay. So I go by Morticia Radams or they call me Radams, but I am most well known as Noodle. And that's my derby <laughs> nickname now. I Noodle? didn't choose it. Noodle. They've chosen it for me. And I'm now noodle. I can never be intimidating. You can, like noodle your way through. Yeah, I'm noodly. I can wiggle my way through. Ah, I like that. I like I'm it. long and I'm skinny and I can wiggle through. <laughs> noodle. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So when, when we come to the game in Trumbull, what should we be yelling when we're acting super belligerent in the crowd? Do we yeah. yell Radams or do, do we they yell sell noodle? How drunk they are we allowed to get? Right. Yeah. We have a bar there. They have food there. We sell cupcakes. We have auction tables, wheel cupcakes. tosses. Yep. We have all sorts of, it's a whole event there. Yeah. Um, sometimes my teammates will yell send nudes like N-O-O-D-S <laughs> or they'll yell noodle they'll yell al dente at me oh that's awesome uh, I like send nudes like N-O-O-D-S that's perfect that's perfect <laughs> it's a good it's fun I can't so be intimidating good. for the life of me though you know I try to get a, a badass derby nickname Morticia Adams and I'm noodle noodle, <laughs> noodle. <laughs> what do you have you ever heard of a nickname that's like oof I'm just glad I don't have that nickname. <laughs> I'm just glad I no, don't have they're, that. They're pretty good. Most yeah. of them are are like they're funny. They're witty. You know, we have one. Her name uh, it's Shug White. 
Ooh. Instead of Suge Knight. Wow. <laughs> he legitimately killed people. Go on, I'm on and record saying that. she is a badass blocker. Ooh. Ooh. Makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All matches up. <laughs> now we got to find a Ted Bundy terrifying. nickname. That's what we got to do. Part of the culture. Me and my yeah, friends right. were trying to come up with one, and I. Uh, there was one that was so good, and now I can't remember it. That's tough. I, I want re- one now. You want a nickname? Yeah, you're Seriously. Like, I, no, you guys have like earned it. Like I feel like all those bruises and everything, like you got the name. If we were like, going to give but, Alyssa a nickname, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you, th- what, do you, what do you think it would be? If she was ever going to be in, re- this is in case you're ever in roller derby. Okay. I'm trying to prepare okay, you for okay. your future, mm. maybe career. Listen, I've thought of it. Like again, yes. if it wasn't a commitment thing, she's because, a, like, she's you a can't firecracker. Let your teammates yeah. down, you yeah. know. But like, I would totally love to elbow a bitch in the face from time to time. <laughs> I'm like, not allowed to do that. <laughs> I mean, oh damn! You know what? I take it back. You should not be in roller derby. You were not ready. You were not following regulations <laughs> already. Go right to your head. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You're already I'd getting way too arrogant. I'd be the chammer. I'd be the chammer. I guess whenever, like, yeah, for sure. I would just fill in whenever you were like, I. I want a sick guy. <laughs> well, your nickname is Pebbles, so you could be, I don't know, Stone, Boulder. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> no, boo. The boo. Boulder. Yeah. The bam, Boulder. Bam, get it? The bam, bam, bam. There you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. That's your nickname name. Bam, bam. Okay, it's on the record. As soon as you join Roller Derby, you come with a nickname already. You know, yeah. that's not actually how it works. Guys, but, I've yeah. came in with a pre-nickname. Yeah, yeah right. they're gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Guys, let me rate, lay down some ground rules yeah, on right. my first day in roller derby. Listen, right off the bat, I was bat. thinking about my nickname before I even tried out. So yeah, okay. it's all fair. Yeah, it, what did it you come sense. up with for yourself? Uh, well, so I came up with the Morticia Adams. Oh, oh, well, okay. actually, gotcha. my friend came up with it, so I have to credit him. It's all his. All my ideas were super lame and not at all badass. And he just off the bat was like, yeah, Morticia Adams. I was like, damn, that's really good. (laughs) I wish I thought of that one. It's like an Archer character. That's right. Damn. Damn. (laughs) That is pretty badass, though. I do like that. I want to go to a game, man. I really do. I do, too. I want to to make it happen. I want to see this. Yeah. I just want to get sued. Send nudes! (laughs) Let's go! My dad does come and he... He might get a little. <laughs> sir, uh, sir we've, okay. we've interviewed your daughter it's, on a podcast. Sir, we're saying this send nudes thing out of respect. It's okay when my teammates do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, did if I say that? I meant Morticia Adams. Guy if there's a random man in the crowd, right. <laughs> he might you, square up. Imagine you saying send nudes and then you look right at her father and go like, sir, I respect your daughter very much. Yeah, she's I'm a, actually she's showing you support. Individual. Yeah, I'm you actually showing my support. You the crowd and he's making eye contact with you. You will die. Dead stare. He's staring at you the entire game. You, me, parking lot now. <laughs> That's right. He's got the roller derby pads on. He goes like, "We're gonna do this right." That's he right. He's got the skates helm. his way out of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he can ride a unicycle, so I'm sure he can ride oh, roller he skates. Definitely oh, can, he God. can definitely kick my ass. He'll kick oh. your ass on the unicycle. That would oh be so humiliating. This is gonna probably, be a lot of fun. I probably leave the country. Gonna be, I would lead the country. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go to the game. We're having a great time. Christian's going to get his ass kicked. Right. I think that's the order. That's about it. Your you know, maybe we'll drink. Run me over on a unicycle. That's <laughs> going to be right. just <laughs> drinks on me. Yeah. I'll tell him to bring that's it. Right. A unicycle. Wow. Why does he have a unicycle? Because he can ride one. Well, that's a, that's you know what that's you know a what? solid argument that's, actually I have no further questions <laughs> <Your daughter? laughs> I'll buy I'm the done. popcorn for everyone because I know how you feel about popcorn oh, and, thank you <laughs> and then uh, yeah and we'll meet you in the parking lot what's your yeah. what's your all time favorite kind of popcorn I gotta ask because we have a couple gourmet popcorn places where down by I live mm-hmm. so right. I don't know if you like a special kind of popcorn or I'm a sucker for kettle corn 
Yeah, okay. Solid. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Good feel choice. You. I feel you. Oh, what about like when you go to the Big E and then they have it like in the back and you can oh. smell it? Like that kind of kettle corn where it's like next mm-hmm. level, they yes. like upped it. You know next what level. I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like your grade like A. This is, your, this is your alpha yeah. level popcorn <laughs> right here. <laughs> it's yeah. not getting any better. <laughs> yeah. My old right. roommate used to joke I have the nose of a bloodhound where I can't smell anything, but I could be anywhere. And if there's someone with popcorn within 200 <laughs> yards, I'm like, I smell it. It's around here somewhere. I know it's here. My senses. Is she stroking out? Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's popcorn in the general vicinity. Yeah. Like you a can, mile You can radius. only walk on walls like Spider-Man when you smell popcorn. Exactly. It gives That's me the, the, only the power. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the guy turns the, cor- the like, corner with the cart of the popcorn <laughs> popping in the machine. I fucking knew it. This is, this is the greatest superhero idea I've ever heard. You keep popcorn in your, in, in, in your you know, like a, a utility belt or like a fanny pack, whatever you the want. kernels are like BBs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. This is mildly annoying. It turns into popcorn. <laughs> it's delicious. Morticia Adams is here to cremate crime. <laughs> that would be it. That sounds more like a supervillain oh now. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm convinced I would actually just be a supervillain. So it's yeah. Fine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> she kills people. We know she kills people, but she's so goddamn good at hiding them. We don't know. <laughs> she's really she respectful she, too. Yeah, exactly. Like she, she kills people, but she gives him a fantastic funeral. Fantastic. <laughs> she, she took care of everything, including yeah. my husband. She literally killed him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry and to have ruined everything for job. you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Maxwell's Magic Hour. We ruin careers for a living. Thank you. You don't even have to pay us for it. Right? But it would be nice. We do accept wow. tips. Wow, you know, wow, wow. All I bought was a bunch of handfuls of popcorn. I hope that's okay. You're yeah, not going to like that. Well, no. You're dead to me. <laughs> How dare you? Someday you'll be dead to me. Great. Yeah. Oh. That's, right. that's oh. so nice. Please take care oh. of me. Don't stack my body on top of one another. <laughs> It's a body yeah. sandwich. Oh, Remember, no. temperature by who? What was it? Uh, uh, Sean Paul, man. Sean Paul. Yep. Temperature by Sean Paul. That's now a you banger, know. too. So. That is a banger. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's two and a half. What do you say? Two to three hours? I'm going to need more songs. I'm, I got it. <laughs> we'll just put on the whole Sean Paul discography for you. Right. I oh, really great. like seven <laughs> hours of Sean Paul. We're planning out your entire death. Right. Like how you die. <laughs> Uh, what's gonna happen afterwards? You're gonna get cremated, yeah. Sean Paul, the, the whole my, thing. My brother's kind of like I don't I don't know if he's like God or whatever it is or punk or something like that. He <laughs> wants to be fired out of a cannon into the woods and then let the wolves just take his body. I sign up for that funeral. Yeah, 100%. can you make that happen? No, oh. but I'll damn it. <laughs> Not That's legally. Can we do it off the record? <laughs> If I get the cannon, could you make that happen? Well, we're on the record right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a- All right, we'll we're talk after. We're literally recording. Still yeah. <laughs> How long have you been on the fucking radio? <laughs> you know it's on the record. It's better than anybody. It's true. It's being hey, recorded off the record, right can we say this on the record? <laughs> but seriously, like, you you always hear about, like, these outstanding funerals, and that, that was the first mm-hmm. thing I thought of. I was like, oh, my God, like... I want to get fired out of a cannon. That's what, how, what happened too. to Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson requested Johnny Depp fire him out of a cannon. That was his actual like his funeral. His body was cremated remains. I, I think I it was think his body. Wasn't his body? No, it was, it was, it was cremated remains. No, no, no. You can't no, no, no. body across. No. no you, it was his cremated remains. So he okay. had him cremated that's and cool. then launched his ashes out of the cannon and Johnny Depp like, in uh, an interview. That's like confetti. Even if, <laughs> it's, no, de- it's death it's fetty. It's raining, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> it's death fetty. Uh, the things uh, I bring an umbrella. Well, most of the time you have an umbrella anyway in case it rains. It was his ashes. It was his ashes, yeah. And Johnny Depp even told the story on Graham Norton uh, TV show is a British talk show host and uh, he, he basically said the only reason Hunter S. Thompson asked Johnny Depp to do it is because Johnny Depp said uh, 
he was the only one stupid enough to actually go through with it. That's 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 what it was. <laughs> the things that can be done with cremated remains are amazing. You they can, are. You can do a whole myriad of things. You can put them in. We've heard people. I've heard of people putting them in shotgun shells. Yeah. I've heard of people taking them in shots. Not like obviously the whole thing. Like you sprinkle a little bit in a shot. Wait. Ha- whoa, whoa, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's back let's up. back Time up. up. My, my stepfather's friend uh, requested that he was put. I think in a shot of Jameson. Wants to be ingested. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny, it wouldn't even. I know, but it's just something. (laughs) They want to ingest them. They'll be with them forever. Well, actually, until they go to the bathroom. Right. What a, not what a waste, but like, I don't know. How dare you insult that person's grieving process? You just, you take the shot. You are being so offensive and (laughs) insensitive right now. Is that that the wildest thing that you've heard somebody do with ashes? Like, what's the most taboo thing? I'd say that might be the most taboo thing, but okay. we've heard of all sorts of stuff. You know, you can get your cremated remains put into a tattoo. I have a friend who's a tattoo really? artist, though, and he says it's very difficult. Um, you can, yeah, you're mixed in with the ink. The, we um, See, know, I, like that makes more sense to me than taking a shot for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> right. Why is that any wow. different? It's still like a part of, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've had people, You, we can mix your cremated remains with um, these big cement structures that can be put to the bottom of the ocean, and it's used to help regrow the coral reefs. Uh, you oh. can be put into Ooh. a container with a tree seed, so you can yes, feed the tree. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah. My, yes. girl, my girlfriend great. wants that. So you can mm-hmm. turn yeah. yourself into a tree. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So your cremator means um, what's left actually is not ashes, it's um, bone fragments. And the carbon will break down and it will help feed the seed. So it's, you're, it's you're wild. just mulch. It shits. Well, okay. I thought you were like, I thought they were wearing like compounding your ashes with like, so it's like in a seed with like, I don't know, that you're like growing you in a way. Yeah. But it's kind of a, I don't want to be dirt. (laughs) It's a cone shape and it's got the the fertilizer in it and the seed. And you you take the cream remains and you put them in the the thing and then you plant it. I just want the ashes. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. You're dead. What do you care? (laughs) But again, yeah, see, it all goes back to never mind. Wait a minute. Whatever's cheaper. (laughs) Like, you guys go ahead and just do whatever you want. That's what you have on your form. Whatever's cheapest. Give me the best deal. The the physical anymore. I guess if you want to take a shot with me, like, have a fucking party. Like, everybody gets shots. Alyssa shots. Alyssa Alyssa didn't want to serve us. I would be pissed, though, if, like, one of my enemies took a shot of me. (laughs) Oh. I would would haunt somebody. That would be. I would, I would love, I would love that morning. also to be on your form. I'm such a nerd that I'm going like forms are funny. Uh, <laughs> like I would love if that was on your form where it said, uh, "I want to be taken as a shot, not to my enemies." No, though. never. And then you underline just have a list of people who aren't allowed. Yes, <laughs> totally. Or they get a hangover the next morning. They're like, "What the fuck? I only took one shot." Yeah. You're like, yes, me. Come back on Yeah, that's right. Wait, wait, wait. On that topic, one word or less, yes or no? Funeral homes are they haunted? Does it have to be yes or no? Uh, the silence is too long. I know. Damn. Yeah. Some. Some. Some have, you, so. have you experienced anything? It depends on what you believe. I think I've experienced a few things. Just hearing hearing sounds. I think, you know, we've had kind of a, we had a shadow person in one of our offices. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you and, just threw that you know, out there so nonchalantly. Why I did mean, you ask? You still have to work there. You still got to do your job. And <laughs> I think sometimes people stick around and, and that's fine. They can come hang out. You know, it's never been anything bad where... You know, you never have body like moving or, no, yeah. never. And and I think just some energies don't want to leave, and and that's completely fair. And you want to hang out with boring old us at the funeral home. I mean, you're welcome to. There's many more exciting places you could go. Right. 
Strip clubs exist. Yeah. I'd rather haunt oh like gosh. Disneyland right. than right. a funeral home, honestly. Right. Maybe it's because I work there, I spend every day there, but. Right. <laughs> but at the current funeral home I work at, I really have never experienced anything. So. On your as you're on your dying breath, you you bring in the person close to you, and you're like, "Take me to Disneyland." <laughs> Afterwards, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, kind of like weird. The, like the end of the first season of American Horror Story, was trying to pull her onto the onto the property. Yeah. So when she dies, she'll become a ghost. Oh yeah, that's right. Just bring me <laughs> on Disneyland. Shout out to Evan yeah, Peters. That's yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> my, my guy. That's right. Oh, that was a good scene. I actually had my uh, my grandmother's uh, her not her ashes, but her. Uh, sorry if I thought you thought that's the direction I was going. In. But uh, her her uh, she had pink roses. Her coffin was pink oh. for the for the funeral. It was her, it was her favorite color, and uh, they had the pink ro- uh, roses turned into ashes, burned into ashes, and then my mom turned it, paid to have it turned into a black pearl, and then that pearl was put inside of, uh, I'm, I'm not wearing it right now, it's probably in, uh, in another one of the rooms, uh, uh, embedded inside of a cross. Mm-hmm. Because I told my mom, that's all I want. I like having something on me that I can always remember something by. Like, if my niece, I'm trying to, like, in a nonchalant way, trying to get my niece, who's very, very shy around me, to get me make me one of those bracelets, you know, one of those, like, <laughs> colored, like, felt bracelets or whatever. It's difficult to ask I will, for that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wear it all the time like nobody even tests me she's adorable and i love her but i i you know i have to be like nonchalant about it like hey honey do you make arts and crafts whatever i'll i'll wear it like it's fucking whatever she's very she, she's very shy just, and i'm also very shy so uh i yeah i got i got what it up, kid? Make me some shit. let's go <laughs> there you go chop, chop. i'm her Direct. drunk uncle now i'm just like hey hey i got make i got nana's ashes damn it of her flowers <laughs> turned into like, a, turn into a pearl can you Waving do something similar around. for me <laughs> um, but yeah she got it in, uh, my mom gave it to me as a gift because I want to be able to carry something with me at all times that reminds me of, uh, of my grandmother because it kind of calms me down a little bit um, but I, I've noticed that that's like kind of something a lot of people do like to do like not just not just shots not just take shots of uh, their fam- their family's ashes <laughs> but get something from the cool. funeral that they can bring with them wherever they go have you ever had a strange request for something they want to take from the funeral because i'm assuming it's mostly just normal it's flowers it's pictures yeah. it's you know i've never got anything strange and I, I really wouldn't call anything strange just because what people want or what helps them go through their grieving process yeah. you know unless they were like I want a toe, but that's not. I was gonna say you know, you know when that toe gets brought up. Like, wait a second. Yeah, this is a little weird. Like we have people who ask for locks of hair, that type of thing. And with Mm -hmm. cremations, we have all sorts of cremation jewelry where you can put cremated remains in it, Mm -hmm. or you can be made into a pearl or a diamond, or we can, um, you know, they have the. They have the Pandora bracelets where the little glass beads. We can use cremated remains to be made into a bead for that. That type of thing. So wow. I've never gotten anything really crazy in that respect. Is it expensive <laughs> to make ashes into jewelry? It depends on what company you go through. To be made into a diamond, it's like really expensive. Yeah, I can. Am- diamonds know? are already expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And one made in a lab with your loved one. They yes. don't need much for creamy remains to do it either, which is shocking. Like a cup yeah. to make a diamond. Wow. Hmm. No kidding. But you never had somebody be like, bring me the ear of my great relative. <laughs> like, no, nothing like that? Nothing like that. Okay, good. I don't know how I'd react in that situation. Would you give them the ear? No. Or? No. <laughs> no. You're like, absolutely not. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I, I don't chop people up for a living. <laughs> Man, please don't make me do that. Yeah, yeah, like, has a true. body ever gotten to you like too late? 
Has someone ever like kept possession of a body where like you can't <laughs> like possession? Of it? No, I'm not kidding. Like sometimes people have a hard time. I like, just want to hang go. out with my uncle one yeah, last seriously. week. Seriously, yeah. we, we have people who you know are waiting for relatives to come from out of state. We've had people who you know want to wait till morning because they want to do a prayer service or that type of thing. And it's you know we would never advise a family to keep them longer than is safe for them or for the decedent. Um, What's too long? I'd say no more than a day. Okay. <laughs> and that's pushing it. But, you know, um, we've, of course, gotten people who have passed away and no one has found them. And we've had, you know, right, decomposition right. Um, and then do you kind have of situations. to do a closed casket in that case? or It depends on how severe, you know, how far along it is. Gotcha. So there's some cases where it's really not recommended. Um, and for health and safety reasons, we wouldn't do it. But yeah. there's other cases where, you know, a little cosmetic can can help if it's if it's you know say a, a few days but if depending on conditions i guess Holy um shit. but you know if any longer than that mm-hmm. you're kind of playing with fire right yeah, yeah. Ugh. that's scary yep mm-hmm. that is a scary that's feeling. Not a, yeah, that's not <laughs> that's a pleasant right. image <laughs> yeah that's right that's right <laughs> makes sense to do it for the uh for the health reasons yeah yeah and just for your loved one you would never want to see them you know in a in that condition, that'd yeah. be traumatizing. It would be. Yeah. I, I don't even understand why some people do a, an open casket. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think because uh, my family was really emotional about it. Even with a mm-hmm. closed casket, it was still incredibly emotional. But to see somebody that I loved, and I, oh, it's it's like you know them, and it's kind of a silly, like weird thing to say. Now that I, I'm thinking about it out loud, it's kind of a weird thing to say this, but I only ever knew them when they were alive. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm used to seeing them as alive. And now all of a sudden they're in this casket. And this is the first time in my entire life, one of the most emotional times with my relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing them, you know, like this. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's a tough thing. So that's why uh, I definitely have a huge appreci- appreciation for funeral directors <laughs> yeah, who are willing to, to do any request. You know, if we uh, when we said, hey, we want to do a closed cast because our grandmother doesn't want people staring at her. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we get it. It's OK. Yeah, absolutely. And close I've, it up. I've heard that before a hundred times, too, yeah. where they're like, I, she didn't want anyone looking at her when she was passed away. And yeah. that's valid. I to me personally, that would be like if someone was watching me sleep. That's mm. the way I see yeah. it. But I mean, the the viewing can be a really important step in the grieving process too, where, you know, the last step of the grieving process is acceptance. And I think seeing them can sometimes really drive home that acceptance. Right. Mm. And it can it can help, you know, I think it's harder to say goodbye sometimes to a closed casket than it is uh, someone laying there. If that's, you know, what your family's always done. Your family yeah. has always had open caskets. It can be hard to visualize that they're in there. Right. Yeah, it's a true thing. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Well, again, you were one of the most fascinating guests we have wow, ever real. had on the well, podcast. Thank you. Um, that was that was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, you know advertising the games, of advertising course. the crowd, advertising the fact that you know you uh, you're an extremely tough woman who plays <laughs> an unbelievable athletic sport, and the fact that you also help people with their grieving. Again, all around badass. Thank you. Girl. Fucking what a great oh resume. Gosh. Like, damn. Yeah, all around badass. Get that it, was girl. fantastic. <laughs> so thank you to uh can I can I call you by your roller derby name? I just love your roller Absolutely. derby name. Morticia Radams. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to be Radams, Radams when I grow older. You want to be Radams? <laughs> I do. I oh want to be God, Radams when I get older. <laughs> She's got her shit thank together. You. She's a total badass, this girl. So thank you again, Morticia of Radams, course. for coming on the podcast. Of course. Um, next game, May eleventh. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then what's and the, do you know the one right after that? In case anyone can't make the 11th? We have another home game June 22nd. It's at the same place in Sports and Trumbull. Mm-hmm. It's 29 Trefoil Drive. Um, you can always buy tickets if you go on our Instagram. It's uh, oh, you guys have your own Instagram. We have Instagram and Facebook, so oh. we have a Instagram Connecticut Roller Derby, Plug it. and it's CT Roller Derby. I'm sorry, and from there you can go to all of our Instagrams for all of our individual teams as well, and then our Facebook is at CT Roller Derby as well. There are um, there are links to buy tickets. We usually post promo codes for cheaper tickets, mm-hmm. and I think this week we're doing a special where if you plan to bring your mother figure. Um, you can get two tickets for $15. Hey, Mother's Day. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, very good. Show mom how tough you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bring her down to the roller derby. We're going to be at that May game belligerent. <laughs> belligerent. <laughs> the only rule, we have a big rule. Do not bring air horns. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's all right. Great. <laughs> Can you imagine well, in the middle of a round just an air horn? You're like, yes. everyone. Yeah. Oh we God. made that a pretty big rule. It's, it's if when you buy tickets, there are kind of our list of rules for people, and one of them in all caps is do not bring air horns. Wow. What about the vuvuzelas? Like the, the horns from the Ooh. World Cup? None no. of the. No. no. Can I bring okay, my no. whistle? Oh. If I Damn hear it. you blow that, I'm gonna walk over and steal it from you. <laughs> what about a kazoo? And then her dad is gonna beat the I shit out of you. Kazoos are good. Slide whistle. And banjo. Can we do a slide whistle. <laughs> Some punk banjo. Oh, you know let's what? do banjos. How about we just agree we don't bring anything that makes noise <laughs> besides right. ourselves? We're gonna bring yeah. a full band, a full <laughs> folk <laughs> pop punk band. Let's I make mean, it happen. We have a DJ, so you might have to talk to him about that. Oh, okay. I don't want to get in his way. Sit up front and play it for people coming in. Right. Yeah, that's okay, right. There you go. change. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a couple bucks on the side, yeah, exactly. too. <laughs> okay, so Morticia Reynolds, thank you again for being on the podcast. You've been a wonderful, uh, wonderful guest. And guys, you definitely got to check out uh, these games. This is such a fascinating sport. Uh, it's really awesome. It's interesting. It's incredibly unique. And uh, part of the Connecticut culture is we have a lot of stuff that's Unique, not just the pizza and the restaurants. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's at CT Roller Derby. Yep, at CT Roller Derby. Yeah, mm-hmm. follow them on uh, follow them on social media. And at you Maxwell's Magic Hour. At Maxwell's Magic Hour. There you go, Christian. Would you do the honors? Remember, keep dying so that <laughs> funeral directors can make money. Bye. You're fired. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>